Hell yeah. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Pumped up. It never gets old of that. Man, it just, it just sounds so good. Like, I feel like I'm just drinking the whole time it's playing. And then when it goes, like, oh my God, so good. It is good. So good. Like, sounds like you want to drink a brisket, right? It does. Yeah. I mean, I would drink a brisket at that point. Right. Right. I think I've done it before. Yeah, I think you had too. Smoking a beer and drinking a brisket. Let's go. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Speaking of smoking alcohol, I mean, uh, John, if you've seen the, uh, the the video on TikTok with John smoking the Blanton's whiskey, that was uh, sent to us by uh, Oklahoma Joe's. The that's, smoker thingy. Yeah. That's yep, John yeah. and Alex. Alex has a yeah. nice little fade on that. See that? Yeah, you got a haircut. <laughs> saw that, dude. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's good. As yeah. soon as I saw that TikTok, I was talking to John on the phone, and I let him know I was very disappointed. I did not get the <laughs> invite for that one. I really wanted to try that. Uh, yeah, it's smoky, so weird. It's like it's very burden. just secretive. Like, right. hey, we're, we're going to do this. And right. And that's what I secret. said. Y'all should have done like a before and after right. TikTok. I mean, I think that could have got a, got us a few more thousand million followers. Million right? followers. Yeah, <laughs> thousand million. Hey. Uh, no, I'll, I'll borrow from John and I'll uh, invite you over, Matt, so we can all partake in a little. Oh. Everybody so, else can do it. Oh, but hey, we do know who the, uh, the, the actual haircutting person will be on the tiktok now that we're thinking about it it's gonna be this guy what's when we, that when we cut it when we cut your hair no we ain't cutting my hair <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. all right yeah yeah james has been growing his, yeah. this whole covid19 uh <laughs> is turned into covid19 uh slash covid20 slash covid21 james not cutting his hair anymore right it's my life force now so right right um, right I lose my energy Rapunzel. if I lose my hair. Rapunzel, yes. right? Okay. Let exactly. your hair down. Huh? Yeah. Grab a hold of my hair. I'll fix what ails you. Right. right. Um, <laughs> I love sounds it. weird. <laughs> let's just... Uh, just uh, right, let's okay. Delete all that junk. Yeah. Okay. Nope. <laughs> hey, we have an awesome person on tonight. Yeah, we got Joe Davidson with Oklahoma Joe's Barbecue Smokers. Is he kind of a big deal? I mean, like, he, he is a big Oklahoma deal. Joe. Like, kind of a big deal. I mean, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's OklahomaJoes.com. Uh, everybody has seen it, the the pits at Lowe's Academy. All I mean, wa- right. Walmart. I mean, they sell them everywhere. Everywhere. They're everywhere. Yeah. everywhere. And uh, his the the line that they've branched out. I mean, which I, I mean, doing a little research, trying to figure out uh, uh, a little talking material so we can we can you know talk to Joe. I didn't know they had pellet grills. Oh yeah, I know yeah. they had a barrel pit, a barrel pit, a drum smoke. Yeah, it's yeah. called the the Bronco or something like that. I think so. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. That's cool so, looking. That, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's uh, that's nice. So, right. yeah, this guy's coming on. Hopefully, we can just like, how do we build an empire similar to yours, Joe? Right. Wow. And he, and and you're thinking a lot bigger than me. I was like, how do we get free Oklahoma Joe pits? Right. <laughs> like, how, how do you build something and sustain it? That's the thing, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. you can get somewhere, and then how do you how do you keep I think, it up? I think you know it's the mean? right place, the right time. He had a great idea. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it with him, but yeah. I, th- I think it's just you know, and, hey, and he, he's a great cook himself. Like mean, he's been in over 300 competitions. That's right. He's competed and won at Jack Daniels. He's competed and won at Memphis in May and uh, also at the Royale. So I mean, the dude has the the, the cooking skills, the and, resume and the 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 ability to manufacture badass pits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. I like it. John, do we have him on the brisket line right now? Not yet. We're working on it. Okay. Okay. Well, what would the brisket 
line, like hold line. What does it sound like? Is this what the brisket hold line sounds like? No, it's just uh, crackling fire. Is it crackling fire? No, I was going to say, you know, the grab him in the brisket, but it's just that that phrase over and over, over, and over again. again. Grab him in the brisket. That's what they're going to play the, like <laughs> it, when they're interrogating somebody. <laughs> I'll talk. I'll talk. I'll, ta- I'll tell you whatever you want. <laughs> no more. Did yeah. you grab him in the brisket? Yes, 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 I did. I did. Yeah, I love brisket. No more. Right. Yeah. All right, let's get him on. Yeah, hey, Joe, the, the, we appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to join the Grabbing the Brisket podcast. Uh, for the listeners, this is Joe Davidson with Oklahoma Joe's. So I, I know a lot of people are familiar with the barbecue smokers and familiar with the the, the, the products that, that you have out there nowadays, but uh, can we uh, can we go back to maybe the beginning on how this kind of just started and and uh, progressed into where we're at right now? Absolutely, it's something that uh, I, I I relish the opportunities to you know talk about the past and and the history of barbecue in general and and how it's affected uh, not only my life but my family's life and so many employees' lives as well. Yeah, I I think I mean. Looking back on this, I mean, like you, you really kind of got started in the in the early '80s, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Kind of looking at your the the bio that's on on your site and 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 whatever else. But uh, that was kind of a, a weird like the '80s were a weird time, right? Like there was a there was an oil um, kind of bust or whatever else, and things were kind of coming back together a little bit. Um, uh, I think that. That, that, that you kind of hitting that just right at the right moment or whatever else. I mean, obviously you had a, a, an awesome product, right? That it came to market with, but uh, yeah, kind of what was that like for you? You know, I, I will tell you that it was serendipity came into play in, in many many ways. I was a uh, I was big time into agriculture. My my family's uh, fourth generation ranchers here in Oklahoma. And I wanted to be a rancher, but I really believed that there was no way that at that point in time there was room for me to tag along in the in the long in the family business and, and make it a living like I wanted to. And you know, I thought, well, I'll just I'll get a degree and and be an ag teacher. That I thought that'd be great. I loved my ag teacher. He influenced me uh, tremendously. His name was Ray Holman in Okemo, Oklahoma. And had been an ag teacher for decades, you know, and one of those guys that was a storyteller and and a guy that just really took interest in young people and helped mentor them and guide them along the way. And he really liked welding. And I really, I took a, a, I really loved welding as well. I took a liking to it and was really good at it, but naturally. So, but I thought, okay, I'm going to go to um, college. And a good buddy of mine, Todd Thompson, decided that instead of going to Oklahoma State University, we should go down to East Central. And because we had a lot of friends, went down there. That's in Ada, Oklahoma, down in kind of South Oklahoma. And we went down there. And I always like to say I I, I sold enough hogs to go to school for years, but I blew all my money in one semester. <laughs> uh, on some of it on school and the rest of it I spent wisely on beer and women. There it and, is. Uh, at, at, the, at the yeah. end of the first semester, I was like, holy cow, I'm out of cash. So I took a job at a bull test station and came to the house. And and at the end of that second semester, I was so proud that I had a, a 0.9 GPA. 
And mm. I was, that was when you never go to class, it was pretty cool, actually. <laughs> so, so at that point in time, my parents said, man, you, you may not be cut out for college. So I went to a welding school, the Tulsa Welding School. It was, it was part of the pipe fitters, uh, welding schools around the state of Oklahoma. I did that and broke out, went to work for John Zink Company. And then I met a, a young lady at Okemo, Oklahoma as well. And that's how the it all happened. I, I thought then... I'm not going to let her go to Oklahoma State by herself. I've got to go up there. And I continued my education in ag education, but paid my way through that as a welder in the oil field. Nice. And, and you know, I, I loved it. It took me a long time because I was a part-time student and welding full-time. But, man, I just I loved doing it. And it was fun. And Paige and I, Paige Davidson, my wife, we, we you know, we, we got married really young. She was um, – 19 I was 20 and by the time she graduated in three years I, I graduated in like six years <laughs> and by the time I graduated I, I thought to myself I did my student teaching went you know I've made a critical error I've got a ag education degree and I've decided that I, I really don't like high school students. It's really a good yeah, I thought, I've made a strategic error here. So uh, at that point in time, I I went in and I said, I'm going to become a college professor, but I'm going to still weld and do this. So I was actually a graduate assistant in the ag engineering department at Oklahoma State and started building smokers then. And that's when it, the magic started happening. I, I really was watching. I was studying ag engineering. I was looking at really, really aerial applications of chemicals, uh, rooftop designs. So it was all about airflow and droplets and humidity and, and hydraulics. And I thought, man, we can put some of this to work in smokers. So that's when I built the first smoker for my dad and then my brother and myself. And at the, in the meantime, we were, we were all, as young people, we all start cooking, you know, out, outdoors. My parents, uh, regrettably, they weren't barbecuers and not, uh, at the end of the day, uh, not very good grillers, et cetera. I thought steaks were always supposed to be gray and burnt. Uh, I didn't realize <laughs> there was anything besides that. Yeah, well done. And, well, like a lot of people. Yeah. You know. Sure, sure. <clears throat> but we um, we started having little cook-offs during game days. We lived one block from the stadium, and we would park cars in our yard and, and get enough money to, to buy a keg of beer and cook two or three briskets on a little bullet <laughs> smoker. And my buddies would do the same thing. And then we, after the game, would come in and eat briskets and have a little competition. Whose was the best? We couldn't pay our phone bill, but we could damn sure have some briskets and a keg of beer, you know. So that was the way it started. That's I awesome, it. man. That I love awesome. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have to ask a question. Like, so you're talking about, you know, having like, you know, doing stuff in ag and stuff like that. How readily available was it, you know, when you were coming up and doing that as far as like cost wise, you know, and was it? Was it something that you guys had to put money into at first, or was it you know just school wise? You're like, hey, you know what, we're going to do it because it's readily available, and it's you know, and we have the, the the drive to do something, you know, to build something, and you know, I mean, how much how much was it was cost driven? How much was it was just like heart driven? A, a passion, yeah, like a passion. And it, 
Yeah, it was passion in the beginning, at 100%. There was a there was a, a place down about 10 miles south of Stillwater called um, the uh, Frasers down there, and they made ag implements, but they had tons of scrap metal, and they would sell the scrap metal cheap, like 10 cents a pound. Mm. So I would go down there and buy plate steel, and then I'd find a piece of pipe, you know, here and there, and then... When, for the trailer models we did, we'd go out to an old salvage yard and buy the front axles out of a 50 Ford truck, you know, and, and the springs that came with it and put that underneath the, the frame we'd build for that. So we really were building smokers that cooked phenomenally well. They weren't that pretty, to be honest with you. It, it was something that in that day, my favorite thing to use for hinges on doors, on the top doors and the firebox doors, was that was Baylor chain because Baylors back then were instead of having belts, they had these huge chains like a motorcycle chain. Except yeah. imagine something that's three quarters of an inch wide. I'd use that for the hinges on these doors. They're still uh, the, those old smokers still have those same chains on there, and they're tougher than boot leather and last forever. But we, we did things on the cheap and very functional, but not from aesthetically the most beautiful thing in the world in the beginning. Well, they're pretty beautiful now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I, I can I can just imagine, like, I mean, you know, to, to go where you come from, right? A guy that, you know, had, you know, 10 or 12 barbecue pits and, and, and sold them, and then to go where you are now, like, did you ever think that you would be the guy that started this, this whole thing that, I mean, you sell hundreds of thousands of barbecue pits. I mean, it's, it's, it's so, I mean, I, I'm not, it can be more than, I'm not sure how many you sell in a year or whatever, but it's <laughs> all of them. It's great. You're world, you're worldwide. Them. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Well, let me tell you at first, it, it was, I, eventually once I sold one to one professor and another professor, I was going, I told Paige, I said, Paige, I said, I think there's a market for these smokers. So, the first year I did, I saved up 2000 bucks, built 12 cookers, went to the State Fair of Oklahoma, and I had a spot. And I, I went out and cut down a bunch of big oak logs that were about 12 foot tall, and I built a frame around that. And I was building smokers and deer stands. That was, I'm an avid deer hunter, so I thought, man, these deer stands are the coolest things ever. And the smokers, we'd be out there and cooking and have them fired up, and no one had ever seen that at the fairgrounds before, at least in Oklahoma. And so it was. It drew so much attention. I remember I was set up over here cooking barbecue, drinking beer, and across just across the road from me was a Christian radio stations stage and that's where amy grant was playing back then nice. that was how that was she was at the state fairgrounds and i was at the state fairgrounds and it was it was it was awesome that the only thing that was a blow to my ego back then i did sell all 12 of those the first weekend when the fair was over had orders for 108 more cookers and i was building these things in my garage keep in mind so i was going wow. holy cow wow. what am i gonna do <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> But the deer stands weren't quite the same. I was selling a few of them until a lady came up and said, that's the best idea I've ever seen in my life. And I said, well, ma'am, I said, 
these deer stands like this that you hang on a tree have been around a while. She said, what do you mean deer stand? So this is a deer stand. You crawl up in this and you sit in there and you deer hunt. She says, well, I thought that was for putting potted plants on your trees outside <laughs> there. So, yeah, I should have listened to her and started making potted plant holders on the side of trees at the time. But yeah. that, that kind of it was that was a kind of an epic fail on the deer stand side but the smokers turned out to be okay i love it <laughs> i love it oh that's awesome that is awesome hey that's it takes it takes a little i mean of course you the imagination and 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 whatever you're going through and say look i'm i'm gonna put this together and see what happens right it's a gamble hey if i sell one i sell one if i sell you know, 20 of these and Hey, well, that's I, I, your thought process. Did you think you were going to sell all, all of them? I mean, really? Or, or get 108 more orders or anything like that. I mean, that had to be like, what am I going to do? It's almost right. like that. Oh shit moment. You know, I think that the state fair of Oklahoma was an eye opening experience. So much so that instead of wanting to become a college professor at Oklahoma state, which would have been a, fabulous career and would have loved doing that i i made the decision to start building smokers as a career and my philosophy was the same then as it is now and that's that if someone's if someone's going to be the best in the world why can't it be us i really believe that that's what america's about uh, that oklahoma's about that we we've all got the opportunity to be the very best in the world if you're willing to work hard enough to accomplish your goals. So that was, that was really it. it even though it sounds cliche now, it, that's, that was my thought then. And it still is now. I, I, I agree. I, I agree. I think I guess I mean, America's about that. I know here in Texas, we're definitely about that. Uh, but yeah, I, I, it's, I, I guess from, from my point of view, looking at it, you know, I, you look at life and you're like, man, I, I want to be like, there's so many people out there right now that would like, that's their dream. Their dream is to like build a smoker and have them sell. We, we talked to, you know, we, we had a guy on the other day, uh, the guy from cotton gin smokers that you, you've seen him, Matt, that, I mean, like he is starting the cotton gin smokers out of the back of his you know house or whatever else. And he's just, he's just a guy trying to get 10 of them out the, or hundred of them out the, out the door in a year or something. That was his, that was his, what was his one year goal? Sell yeah, something like that. 10 or, or 20 of them or something, you know? So I, it's very cool to be speaking with somebody like, like you that, are, that it, you were there and, you, and you built this, you know? So. Absolutely. And it's something that I, I, I will tell you, there's always going to be someone that's bigger and more rich, et cetera. But there's one thing that no one can have over on you. And that's the willingness to work harder than anyone else. Yeah, if you're willing to do that, that no one can beat you. Yep, yep. I love that. I love that. And uh, Joe, hey, we're huge uh, competition um, uh, people around here uh, in Texas, and and doing a little research. Uh, I mean, you are a a one of the most winningest like uh, people that I know. I mean, just just speaking with, uh, you've won a lot of competitions. You've competed at pretty much all the big ones. Um, did that come about? Uh, to promote the smokers or how did the whole competition and cooking type deal go for you? You know, I, I started competition the same year that I introduced the smokers. And my thought always was that, man, if I'm going to, if I'm going to sell smokers, I damn sure better get good at cooking because I was 
I was okay, but I wasn't great at it. And it didn't happen overnight. I mean, I, I went to my first cook-off, which was the T-Town Barbecue Cook-Off. It's part of Mayfest. And I'll, I, I don't mean to be a name dropper, but this particular time, I think Allison Krause was like 16, and she was playing down <laughs> in Main Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Nice. And I was like, holy cow, she's wonderful. Listen, the voice is like an angel, you know. But we were doing a competition. I won a third place in brisket and a fifth place in poultry. And you would have thought I won a world championship with all the hooting and hollering. And the, the thing that was so unique about it was to me was that, first of all, it's it's competition. And, it, and who doesn't like competition? It's something of course. that we, we want to go kick someone's ass. That's what it boils down to. And to get to cook barbecue, you can have your family there with you. There's not hardly a team sport that is a, really a family event either. Barbecue is that. And then combine that with getting to drink beer all night long and just have a hell of a good time. That's that's That got my attention, especially when you're 25 years old. It was of spectacular. And that hooked me on competitions. And I've continued to work on my craft and knew that I kept wanting to get the best teams in the world cooking on Oklahoma Joe Smokers. And I will tell you, by the time we got to, you know, the early 90s, pretty much every world championship team was cooking on Oklahoma Joe's trailer smoker, including us. And it was, that was the thing to have. And those, those things that we built back then, they're still running today. And I, I believe that they've become quite a, a collector's item at this point in time, those original units that were made in Oklahoma. Does it last forever? That was our thing. Was that I always said that they've got a lifetime guarantee if you die when you ought to. Right, right, <laughs> right. Heck yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> and, and really, some of our best dealers uh, were down in Texas. I mean, I've got, I had dealers all over the state of Texas. So I spent a lot of time delivering smoker loads uh, on my truck and trailer down to Texas. I love that. What well, what was your favorite and what was your worst like competition meat to cook? You know, everything we did pretty much was part of the Kansas City Barbecue Society. So okay. you know, the, the four core categories would have been chicken, ribs, brisket, and pork butts. And back in the early days, we had these fun little ancillary categories of sausage, lamb, and things like that at the American Roll and and hot wings as well. So I would have to say, and then they had the anything but barbecue, you know, beans and potatoes and vegetables. Right. But, you know, I, honest to goodness, I loved cooking them all. You know, that to me, the, the hardest thing to cook really was chicken, man, to make it perfect. It, you know, my philosophy has always been if it's tough before you cook it, it's low and slow. That's the way you make it tender and perfect. If it's already tender before you ever cook it, man, you better cook it hard and fast. And that way you don't never dry it out. And chicken is tender before you cook it. So it, you've got to get it down. And it's like climbing a mountain. There's a, a point you're climbing, you're climbing, you're climbing this mountain. When you reach the peak, it's perfect. 
But man, you fall off that edge, it's rough at that point in time. So it's a, it's a, uh, it's a dance, no question about that. So chicken would be the toughest thing. Uh, most people would probably say brisket, but you know the reality is briskets and butts. Uh, those are low and slow, and every 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 butts butts the easiest thing to cook. But briskets, we made a habit of we didn't just go to a competition to compete. We went there to display our smokers to cook tons of meat. And I, when I say tons of meat, by the 1992-93 time frame, I'd be cooking not one or two briskets, but 10 or 12 briskets. And I'd be cooking 10 or 12 butts and 20 or 30 slabs of ribs and piles of chicken. And the reason we did that is that we wanted to feed everybody, too. We, did, we wanted to save the best for the competition, but we wanted to feed tons of people as well because that's that's how you sell smokers. You know? yeah. So we absolutely did that. Now, I will tell you that briskets are the most unique thing ever. You can cook 10 briskets exactly the same way. They can be the same weight, um, cook them the same temperature. Every one of them is different. Oh, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to taste every one of them. So we'd cut a center cut out of every brisket. I take one test taste of it and spit it out. You don't want to eat too much, you know, when you're doing the in the heat of competition. But ten briskets, they all ten taste the same. I'm sorry, they all they all look the same. They don't taste the same, and they don't look That's the it. same. It's yeah. the most infuriating thing that I go through uh, when we're cooking competition because we're we're so select on like how much the rub we're using, what is our our method, what time we start, you know. The, the humidity outside could be a difference on how your how your meat cooks or anything else. No uh, but I love the fact that, that that you were telling us that you you showed up and you're like, look, I'm not, I'm here to sell barbecue pits. I, I winning is second for me, but winning really is going to be selling all these units over here. And then you're like, hey, I'm not cooking one brisket. I'm cooking ten briskets. I'm cooking a whole barbecue pit full of of chickens. And uh, we just got through doing uh, at the local. Uh, we, we live here in Pearland, Texas, but we're helping out the city. Uh, it was the, the Rotary Club, the, the yeah, Ice the, Club, yeah, the, the Lions Club, the Rotary Club, and we did a volunteer cook. We we cooked a close to three hundred and twenty yeah. um, leg uh, quarters. Leg quarters, and yeah. man, three hundred twenty leg quarters on a five hundred gallon smoker, it fills it yeah. up. <laughs> I mean, it it fills it up. So I was uh, we and you know the pictures we got just off of that alone was like oh my god that's so much meat on one on one barbecue pit so i couldn't agree more people see good food coming off a barbecue pit they're like i gotta have that barbecue pit right right i want that barbecue pit so all right so i i I, I feel like we we snuck a little tip out of you as far as the chicken goes i mean you have to you have to cook chicken hot i love the i love the analogy i love the 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 phrase that you put out there if it's already tender you need to cook it hot and quick to avoid it from being like just dried out and tough and, and vice versa. If you're doing brisket or pork, butt, some of these other meats, you need to start cooking just a little bit lower, a little bit slower. Uh, when you talk about lower, slow, are you, are you on that mindset of like 225 or are we, we talking about like maybe 275? I'm a 275 guy. I love this. Uh, yes. I feel like this guy's right up her wheelhouse right I now. I know it. I know it. Two seventy-five. It's, it's a. Um, it, you, think about it. If you were at 
in your house and set the oven at 275, they go, what the hell can you cook at 275? That's low, you know. But mm-hmm. it, I've, I've talked to so many teams over the years that were cooking it, you know, some of them 190 and some of them 225. I'm going, oh my gosh. You know, you're if you're a true stick burner, they could have Chris up ripping off of it by that point in time. Yeah. It's coming off now. So it's 275 is a real sweet spot with the right cooker. And you nailed it, boy. Humidity has an effect on cooking. The outdoor, outdoor temperature, you know, I love hot cook-offs. Some of the best meat I've ever pulled off of the grill was when it was 100 degrees outside. Oh, yeah. And yeah, you'd have to have a towel wrapped around your head, you know. But, man, there's something magic about those hot days and barbecue. I, I could not agree more. Hey, but here's the deal. Uh, in a competition where the temperature drops down to 60 degrees and, or, or 50 degrees at nighttime, and you're putting it on at, you know, let's say 2 o'clock in the morning or 3 o'clock in the morning, yeah. those, those things will ruin us because we're just – sometimes we're not prepared for how much longer that cook's going to go versus if it's 85 degrees. You know, here in, we're, we're in the Houston area, so, heck, it's nothing to be – it can be 90 degrees at, at 10 o'clock at night, you know, so uh, – <laughs> It's, I've been to a few of those Houston rodeos. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you what, it, it'll change your life there. Sultry. Yeah, sul- sultry is a great word for it. Um, and my favorite Houston story. Yes. <laughs> one time we went down there, and man, we've been cooking for like days. And you know, you're sponsored by some oil company or something. You know, and you're entertaining. You're cooking for them. And I'd been over there, and this is. I don't remember if this was 94, 95, something like that. And they had some like Barney drinks. They were pink, purple drinks that had who knows what kind of alcohol in them and beers everywhere. And we had cooked and cooked and cooked. And right the day before the the morning up that we'd be doing turn-ins, I said, man, I've got to go across the street. There was a Hilton across the street. So I jumped in my truck and went over there to take a shower. And the minute I pulled up to the front of the room, a cop pulled up there and he, he said, Mr. Davidson, once he got my license, and he said, have you been drinking? I said, of course, I'm at the rodeo cook-off up there. <laughs> of course I've been drinking. He said, would you care to guess how many you've been drinking? And I said, well, in terms of beers, I don't know, maybe a couple of hundred. He <laughs> said, are you, are you serious? I said, absolutely, I'm serious. I, I wouldn't say it if I wasn't serious. He says, you know, I've never had anyone tell me that before. So if I let you go, do you promise you'll walk walk back across the street instead of driving over here? I said, I absolutely will. But that was the uh, the closest so I've ever come to getting to jail. Hey, not... Yeah, it's a couple, a couple, a couple hundred. Oh, I think he's in a couple. You know, the, the, the famous line is always a couple of beers. Any guy that tells you he had, he had a couple of beers, well, then obviously he's had more than that. But you, a couple hundred? Obviously. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a lot of beer. That's, holy shit. Yeah, I, I've had yeah. all the beers. Yeah. Every single one of them. Yeah, they're yeah. out of beer. That's why I left. It's better to be honest. Honesty pays off every time. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So I know you've had some uh, some restaurants in the past. And I don't know, Do you are you still running some restaurants now? Yeah, we've got um, four in the Tulsa metro area and one up in Omaha, Nebraska. Nice, nice. And there's there's still three Joe's Kansas Cities that my original partner in the restaurant business, uh, they were Oklahoma Joe's until 2014 and then went through a rebranding called Joe's Kansas City that are up there. And they're, I mean, they, they kill it in Kansas City as well. 
Nice. Yeah, yeah, I remember reading about that place too. Uh, so our our guy Matt here, he got a uh, an Oklahoma Joe's probably about two months ago, and I had never messed with them before. I was really impressed with the quality on y'all smokers. Like for the price point, especially you you can't hardly beat these things. They're amazing. You know, I, I would say for the for the money you spend, the value you get is extraordinary. There's no question about that. The function is right. Uh, you know, we're not only, and there's a the great thing about Oklahoma Joe's smokers is that there's a there's a type and a model for everyone. Whether you're mm-hmm. a charcoal griller, you you want to be a just a traditional stick burner that flows through. There's reverse flows. You know, there's there's drum cookers now that we've got, and then I'm pretty excited about the new pellet grills that we're manufacturing as well they're they're spectacular i haven't used my gas grill in the past year and a half because of the the pellet units and that that's something that i've been telling these guys here that i read an article uh a while back uh talking about these pellet grills on how it's reshaping how people grill or cook in the backyard uh, especially with people that live busy lifestyles they get home it, it's just very easy and convenient for them just to, to 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 fire it up and then you you have a nice wood smoky grill ready to go in like minutes and you can yeah. throw your, you can throw your chicken on you can throw your steak whatever you want you're wanting to cook that and you don't have to worry about uh, you know lighting the charcoal up, uh, getting the uh, the wood going. Uh, so so an article went on to, to go to say is like they expect the pellet grill to really just take over the gas grill in the future, and, and I think we're starting to see it now. I I would agree with that. I I always felt like and I've known it for years. The pellet grills were spectacular from the ease of use. Uh, the product they put off, uh, their abilities to to slow slow smoke, but also to grill as well. But the challenge was that, man, you run out of pellets, and there's a, not a specialty dealer that ha- handles pellets that's open. It's not like you're going to run down the corner convenience store and get some pellets, or right. go to Lowe's, Home Depot, or somewhere and get extra ones. But now you can, so it's. It's changing the way that people have an opportunity to cook, to smoke, to grill. And, boy, they're so versatile. And now especially like our units that have that sear zone, that if you want to cook a steak at 700 degrees, like you would get off of uh, charcoal, a true sear, you can get it, you know. And then if you want to slow it, click it over to smoke zone, and it's cooking very evenly. But gives you a lot of versatility and the ease of use is spectacular and so many different flavors of pellets available that give you just a a, a, a wide array a rainbow of flavors is what it boils down to yeah we're, we're a big proponent of i mean we love stick burners we love pellet grills we love our our uh, our charcoal grills and 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 gas grill well, i think as what well. i think what you're going to see a gas grill the only thing you're going to see a grass gas grill for is for the the uh the blackstones the right flat tops the, the flat tops right the flat top grills you know the gas is really evenly cooking and whatever else but i mean i think sooner or later before they're going to figure right. out a way to do pellet with that there's something to do with lighting something and having smoke versus 
uh, a propane just a flame. gas cylinder. Right. Yeah, no I, does uh, does Oklahoma Joe have a flat top? No, we, we don't right now. We don't now. Nope. I will tell you that, that I use griddles inside my pellet unit all the time. Now, we do have, you know, the, the walk insert in the center, the thin pan insert in the center that, that act as a flat top. Okay? But, man, you can, you can also grab <laughs> a big flat top griddle and stick it in there, especially over that top, and you can sear as hot as you want to and... I've been a, a proponent of when I cook steaks, man, it's, if you can put wood and a griddle together, oh my gosh, you talk about the perfect seared steak. I know it's it. just, it's crazy, you know? So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see something within the next year or so to where we're, we've got it to where they work not only with the pellet units, but with the charcoal units as well. That's very cool. That'd be awesome, man. That's very cool. I I love the fact that, well, obviously you're you're in a position to where, I mean, you see what you see where the market's kind of going. You you're seeing what people are really talking about, and there's so many different, um, I mean, tools to use. I mean, even you know using you know YouTube and TikTok, and uh, you see what people are really driving, like what they're really wanting to use, and uh, to be on the cutting edge of like. Hey, you know, we can offer these two models in the same the same thing. You know, we can we can put a smoker with a gas grill or a, a, an offset smoker with a with a a flat top or or whatever else. Uh, that's that's very cool. Absolutely, that's Absolutely. very cool. It's a versatility. That's and you know, especially when you start making these combo units, it gives people the opportunity to have one unit that gives you every option of outdoor cooking right there with you right and and talk about i mean from my own personal experience the the versatility uh my my oven took a uh, a dump uh this week so uh to put it uh it's not the good way to talk about your wife right right, come on so uh but she was in the process of uh putting down a uh a a dump cake uh so she was cooking a cake so i was like well, okay, I mean, let's just throw it on the Traeger. I mean, we, we had a pellet grill, so let's just throw it on the pellet grill. And uh, we put it on there. It, it came out phenomenal. I mean, it was great. Yeah. And then, then later on, I was like, okay, I'm going to fire up the pellet grill again. Uh, we were doing spaghetti, and we needed to do some little garlic bread. Came out great. Yeah. They actually said it, it came out better than what it was in the oven. Hmm. It was more crispy, more nice. crunchy. I was so like, what I, you're saying, you just need to abandon the stove inside the house, yeah. go buy some pellet grills. Yes. That's all you need. Exactly. That's all you need. That's no all you need. Yeah. One of the first things I cooked on my uh, Oklahoma Joe when I got it was a, uh, a uh, apple pie. So yeah. <laughs> it was the first time I ever tried an apple pie. I did it on there, and it, it came out great. It had a nice little smoky flavor to it. That's nice. You know, that, that's the cool thing about the pellet units is that they're, it's very mild. The, the smoke flavor that comes through that, they're so clean burning, very few ashes. And keep in mind, there's an unbelievable amount of convection currents that run through that. So, you know what bakers love are convection ovens. Well, this is a wood burning convection oven, is what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's nice. right. Yeah. Matt, so, Matt, you you had the. Uh, your, is yours now? What is yours now? Just Oklahoma Joe. Oklahoma. So, so Joe. It, it thing is the uh, the Highland, the Highland. It's, it's funny. Yeah. I spent I spent so much time like I was like spent like three months 
like going to all the different stores and checking out all the ones. I'm, I finally picked out this one I, I wanted. I can't remember the name of it. It, it was one of the Oklahoma Joe. I'm like, this is the one I want. And I go to Lowe's and like, oh, we don't carry that model anymore. I was like, damn it. <laughs> all right, okay, well, my backup was that the Highland one, so I went with that one. But when I got it home and I put it together, uh, I, I love it. I mean, first of all, it's so much better than what I had before. Like, when you shut the door, it actually fits into the seam. Like, where it's the way supposed it's supposed to, to work. <laughs> There's not just, like, smoke leaking out all over the place from the thing, you know. And um, it's not as, like, rickety as my, my old yeah. one used to be. And then I like all the other nice little features, like... It came with grates to put in the bottom of the pit. You know what I mean? Like, so if it, you want to use it for charcoal, exactly. Time. And on the same side, on the um, on the burner, on that side, the firebox side, it came with like extra grates to put at the bottom of that thing too. So it's like you got like low level grates and high grates and nice. I don't know. I just, That's great. I like. Nice. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> that is nice, Joe. We have a. Yeah. I have a question. Uh, it may come from me personally, but I think there's a lot of people asking out there. Do you think? Your product would have sold more if it was Texas, Joe. <laughs> you know that's a good. <laughs> but My he's from Oklahoma. Had an lived down in Texas for three years, you know, <laughs> and <clears throat> we lived down in Spring Branch, which is hill country, just uh, sure, yeah. just a little north of um, San Antonio, between there and Austin. And I was a tourist. For three years, I, I absolutely loved it. I, I love Hill Country Barbecue. I love the atmosphere down there. People are so proud in Texas, and it's a celebration <laughs> all over the place. I, I, it's it's the happiest state in the land. I mean, in, in America, there's no question about it. There, it's it's hard to beat Texas, but the reality is that to me, it will always be Baja, Oklahoma. There it is. Okay. I love it. I, I can't yeah. help it. I can't help it. I'm yeah. okay. <laughs> well, I love it. I love it. Hey. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, my grandmother was a Sooner, so it's all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we have a couple guys sitting around us. One's from uh, California. One's from, actually from Alaska, which is yeah. kind of weird. So <laughs> I, I tell you what, it was a rough day on, on Saturdays. Uh, it, with with OU playing, uh, you didn't really talk a whole lot in our like, – staying with our grandmother – you didn't say a word, really a word. If if you got too loud and she couldn't watch the game, you were automatically outside. So yeah. you were like, "Don't <laughs> don't mess around right now." So it was a big deal in our our household growing up. Absolutely, I mean it's a, to, to us um, in Texas, football, politics, and religion are right up there in the top. You know, Friday nights, <laughs> all yeah. on Friday yeah. nights, yep. usually. <laughs> All right, yeah. so uh, we had uh, one of our listeners ca- uh, catch wind that you had you on tonight, and they had a question for you. And this question, I'm just going to read it because it doesn't make any sense to me. Hopefully it makes sense to you. He said, ask Joe if he remembers the Wormy Dog or Calvin's Beer Barn in Stillwater, Oklahoma. <laughs> of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> so though the Wormy Dog was a bar, you know. Nice. Stillwater. And, it's, and and the beer barn was the first drive-through beer barn that they had down there on the Strip. So those are two um, uh, iconic locations there. Stillwater is famous for some of the things that went on. You know, we during the '70s we had Streakers Night, which you know kind of went by the wayside by 1980 or so. You know, but that was famous down there. Eskimo Joe's is absolutely famous down there as well. Yeah. Uh, 
we um, it was interesting. I one of my best friends I was a graduate assistant with, um, Randy Taylor. He was best friends with a, a, a young musician. His name was Garth, and they would always say, "Hey, would you want to come down and and go to Willie's? It's another bar down there, and 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 watch us, and then we're going to write songs after the their sets." And I'd be like. Oh. You know, I'm married, fellas. I can't go out and do this. Well, <laughs> obviously, Garth and and as as went on to set many records over the years, and and Randy, uh, being the songwriter he is, he, he's he's he is a professor with a PhD at at, uh, at Oklahoma State University. But I think he loves that mailbox money too from that songwriting too. I would, I would imagine he would. Yeah, <laughs> heck yeah. That's Holy crap. Awesome. I'm glad you knew what, what, what he was talking about because I didn't have a clue. And he actually did have one more question. This is from Cobalt242. I wasn't going to ask this question uh, if you didn't know what I was talking about with the last one. He said, ask Joe about the testicle festival at the Tumbleweed in Stillwater. Is that ringing any bells? <laughs> I was going to bring up the Tumbleweed earlier because I've actually been there. So, well, I, yeah, yeah. It was the other part I was, I was worried about, the testicle festival. I don't know what that means. Oh, man. that That is something that uh... – it's iconic in Stillwater. It, as as you Texans as well, we all love calf fries, mountain oysters, etc. We cooked them at most of the cook-offs we went to for years and years. Well, they would literally gather up tons of calf balls, mm. bull balls, better slice them up, fry them, and it would be one of the largest events at the tumbleweed every year. In Stillwater, Oklahoma. So, absolutely, if you're a if you're a fan of fried fish, go ahead and try some calf fries. You're gonna love them. Oh man, yeah, it's like a like a perfectly fried chicken fried steak. You know, oh yeah, what's phenomenal? No doubt about it. Yeah. No. Doubt. Oh yeah, it's you know, truthfully, you don't really see that much down here. I think if I had a restaurant or something, I think I would like definitely throw that on the menu or something. Like this is what we're having. You know, I don't know. I, I don't. You go to a restaurant, nobody, nobody, order, you don't see that anywhere. I've got you know, up northern, northern, northern uh, Texas, uh, Oklahoma. I bet you do see it somewhere. Yeah, not down here. You, in this you do, you do. One of my so. favorite things you hear about, obviously, calf fries and lamb fries. One of my favorite things is actually turkey fries. And when we do them for specials, my wife coined them gobble balls. <laughs> There it is. That is awesome. That yeah, is awesome, that. actually. <laughs> extra gravy. <laughs> yes. Please send some extra gravy with the gobble balls. Very cool. That is awesome. That is very cool. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. It's funny you even brought this up because we were just talking about calf fries. We, we, we did a uh, intro earlier, uh, a live on, on one of our social medias, and uh, we actually brought that up. Somebody asked us, what's, what is up. the weirdest thing that you – you've ever eaten you know and uh i started thinking about it. i was like well i think i've i've had rattlesnake before and i've had gator and i've had this and i, I and i saw so this like i've had you know calf fries you know and then nobody really said anything uh on the on the live they're like i don't know what that is or whatever that. yeah so no i we definitely i we definitely grew up around that so um that's that's very cool so joe what's your uh, what what's your most favorite uh, pit that you ever bit you know built or been around or you know something that you've a hand in or anything like what what's your most favorite? 
Okay, so I built a pit one time. I had a buying metal from a lot of different places, and I had a guy from Borg Steel in Tulsa, Oklahoma, call me. But our plant opened in Perry, Oklahoma. That's where we started manufacturing the smokers, and that was literally from going from the little garage, my my garage at my house, to a little shed, to a, a little. Old automotive shop on the square of Perry, Oklahoma, and about that time, uh, I think it was 1988. A guy called me and says, "Man, says the the Tulsa Zoo is getting a new kitty train, and they're junking out this train. And I think it'd make a great looking smoker. And I mean, this is one I rode in the 60s. So I hauled ass over there, loaded that thing up, and brought it back over." And we built, that was called Mohawk Park, the zoo is, and we built, we built the Mohawk Express. And that was my first custom walk-on uh, smoker rig for competition ever. And, you know, we loaded, we, it's still mounted on tracks. You can see the, the, where it went around the tracks hundreds and thousands of times, the wear in that cast iron wheels of it. It is the coolest smoker you'll ever see. It's really, really cool. And it's a, it's a true walk-on rig. It's got a roof over it, ceiling fans, et cetera. But that was the funnest cooker we ever built. We're seeing pictures of it right now. Is as, that, is that as, on your website? Yeah, as you're talking, yeah. Yeah. That thing yeah. is cool. It is cool, Very man. cool. So at, at Austin, at the cook-off down there, that I've still got the trophy right here. Let me see what it says. <laughs> first place probably i love it he's in his trophy room right now <laughs> jesus i just want to hang out with you so bad it was the it was the austin what was this austin travis county livestock expo cook off 1993 barbecue cook off most elaborate rig most elaborate that, rig. that's awesome very yeah, cool I, you know if for an Oki, you go down there and win that, that's something. <laughs> no, no doubt, man. No doubt. You know, because we, we've been part of cook-offs where, you know, just hospitality, you know, wins you stuff. You know what I mean? So it's just b- being proud of anything that you're doing, you know. So what are your uh, what, what are your next ambitions, man? What, what what's Where are you going from here? You know, that's a great question. We're, we're really focusing on our restaurant business right now, uh, obviously, there's great opportunities in that, that the last year has been, has kind of taken the wind out of our sails because it's, it's crippled restaurants all over the United States and the world for that matter. And, but we're really looking at what, what's, what's the next opportunity there. Um, in the smoker world, obviously <clears throat> that's an area that's going to continue to grow and give opportunities for us to bring joy and product to people all over the world. And so we're excited about that. We've, um, I've dabbled in corporate team building where we do uh, Joe Davidson's grill camp. And we've literally, we've traveled all over the world and I, I based that on competition barbecue. And what it boils down to is we do a, we will bring a, a group of people. It can be anywhere from a hundred to 3,000 people, that's the biggest one I've ever done, that we bring them into a classroom setting. We give them an intensive one-hour competition barbecue uh, class. Then we split them up into teams of six, give them all a, a role, whether it be you know the chief cook, or the keeper of the fire, the garnished guru, et cetera. And 
we give them all a grill, a tent, cutting boards, tables, chairs, the whole bit, and they go out and they've got an hour and a half to get the first thing. And they're really more grilling than they are true barbecuing, but hour and a half till the first turn in, 30 minutes later, the next turn in, 30 minutes the next turn in, and we do a true full-blown cook-off. And these guys in the corporate world, these type A personalities, they're ferocious. They <laughs> love to win. They want to win. And they bring in some, some turn-ins that are quite spectacular. And then we, at the end of it, obviously we have a, a, an afterglow party, an award ceremony, and it's, it is so much fun. We, it's really rewarding to us and the t- people that we work with learn a lot. And it brings teams together, and it's a lot of fun. So we really, and my team enjoys that. I enjoy that. And it's, we've done them in Banff, Alberta, Canada, and California, and Hawaii, uh, Nassau. The furthest one we've ever done was in Mauritius. And that was quite, you go to Madagascar and fly two hours further into the Indian Ocean, and that's that's Mauritius. So it's, been, it's, it's been an unbelievable journey for us getting through that as well. Man, so can- a lot of fun. <laughs> Yeah, I wish my company would have done that instead of the uh, outdoor maze that they took us to for our team building exercise. <laughs> yeah, that that and trust falls, yeah. right? Trust falls. That never works. Team bowling. Uh, yeah. Oh man, that is that is phenomenal. I am like, right. I'm gonna start looking on your website right now. Like, yeah. are y'all hiring? That is so. Could you contact so my cool. company, please? Yeah, uh, John worked for Southwest. <laughs> they yeah. they're, they're they're definitely into this. Yeah. Uh, I, I I work for an API company that is we're probably I don't know twenty five thousand uh, people employed company or whatever. Uh, well, you're 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 our target audience for that. Sure. Yeah. No. I definitely. Uh, we we do a lot with 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 all of that. So uh, yeah, seriously, if if you look up an API company uh, or API group, they are definitely uh, doing this or would definitely be interested in this. So. Um, that's very cool. Absolutely. Well, besides that, and, and I, I don't have any political aspirations whatsoever. I'm pleased to say, so that's something that I, I, I'll leave that to the experts. Sure. Sure. Well, well, well there's, none, there's none of us here. We are no experts yeah. on that on well, political that's, stuff. That's subjective. So. Yeah. Those guys aren't experts. Um, Hey, listen, we really appreciate uh, you joining us. Um, I, I've got one question that we kind of ask uh, everyone, uh, and it's, it's the barbecue fail, right? So do you have any memorable barbecue fails that you'd like to just share? Like, and again, like if you're not, if you're not failing, you're, you're, not, you're not learning. So do you got any good barbecue fails you want to tell us? I've got a spectacular fail. <laughs> I knew it. He was going to have a good one. Yeah, he knew he was going to have a good one. <laughs> you know, uh, everyone does. Uh, I think that's it. And the more spectacular, the more opportunity there is to, to Absolutely. make great out of it. Um, one time we were at the Oklahoma State Championship. I, I think it was 91 or 92, something like that, a long time ago. And we, our team was quite famous for – we were not only spectacular barbecue cookers. We were all great friends. We went there to have a party, to have fun, to sell smokers. And just to, back then, really, the 
cook-off community, it was a it was a band of brothers. You know, we all came together and rejoiced in every reunion that we had. And I think it's still somewhat that, but as it becomes a, a bigger business and more, and the, and the prize money increases, it, it changes things a little bit over time. But back then, it was spectacular. Well, the team came up, and we we were all we all enjoyed uh, an occasional drink back then, and would play Stevie Ray Vaughan as loud as it would play and giant speakers and had laser lights and have just wanted to entertain a bunch of people. Well, they came up and I'd never had uh, what they called mezcal. I'd had tequila, <laughs> but not mezcal. So he says, it's just like tequila. And he says, take a couple of shots. And we all took horns off of this mezcal bottle that had the worm in it, you know. And we, we like you were talking earlier, we put briskets on it two in the morning. That's you got to put briskets on at two in the morning. Well, we woke up at seven in the morning and we had not put on butts or briskets at that time. <laughs> I was going, what the oh, hell? Man. I think someone drugged us actually. I think that's what happened. Well, at that point in time, I'd had a buddy of mine. His name was Danny Head, the founder of Head Country Barbecue Sauce. And Danny and his team had always cooked unbelievably hot. I'm talking. They'd show up at six in the morning and cook at 450 degrees. It was that's how hot they cook everything. So I was like, okay, we're gonna have to pull a Danny head on this, but I'm gonna put a twist to it. So we did, and we were doing. I cut it down to a flat. The briskets, the butts were just butts. We cooked them really hot and fast, but we, I cut it down to a flat, seasoned it, put it on the smoker at 425 degrees, and three hours later. I took that and we had went ahead and started an au jus pan so we could braise it kind of like a pot roast. And we put that into the au jus, covered it, put it right next to the firebox, and we boiled that brisket in that au jus <laughs> uh, for nearly two hours. And we pulled it out and I was like, man, that looks, this looks killer, you know? And then we, we put a little sauce on it, seared it to firm it up some and when i sliced into that it was like holy cow the smoke ring is nearly touching itself from each side i've never seen anything like that <laughs> and and we uh, sliced that up turned it in and i'll be damned if we didn't not only take first place in brisket but won the oklahoma state championship after a night of mezcal jeez so, that I love this. Fail and the, the, that's the, a win. Yeah, Barbecue that, fail and well, win all in one. That's a win. We said fail. <laughs> right. No, think about it. Like, can you imagine scrambling like that? Like, yeah, seven in the morning, wake up, we're like, okay, well, I guess we're not turning a brisket right, in. Just pack your shit. We're moving. Most people I, would quit right I can then. imagine those mo- that, that first 30 minutes, as soon as you wake up at a, after seven o'clock, it, it's got to be the most like horrible time of your life oh yeah yeah oh yeah my head felt like that too (laughs) it was it was horrible but at the end of it there was a lot of hooting and hollering going on that is amazing that's great and we continued to do that recipe after that quite often i'm i'm more of a packer trim that's been cut down a little bit you know for competition but man as a matter of fact a good buddy of mine jeff staney that my original partner at oklahoma joe's restaurants he was another champion barbecuer. He was going to go to the Don Strange Ranch, 
down in San Antonio, Texas, to the World Brisket Cook-Off. And I told him, I said, I'll bet you 100 bucks If you'll cook my recipe, too, it'll beat your recipe. He was like, there's no way that's going to happen. So he went down there, met a buddy of mine that, that had an Oklahoma Joe's trailer smoker. They went out there to the ranch, cooked this cook-off, and lo and behold, his recipe won reserve grand at that event. And he was walking away, and I'll be damned if he didn't win grand champion with my recipe and i won a hundred bucks it was the best money i've ever won in my life i love it that is fantastic i, I freaking love that these are the stories yeah, yeah. i love that oh yeah that's super freaking cool <laughs> we still have i've always said it you know at a competition especially with jeff that i don't care if i come in second to last as long as he's last place you I gotta be that. jeff you that's gotta right. be jeff that's, that's right, right. Yeah. Hey, we that's exactly right I, I'm telling you, right now, so we, we we're all neighbors, and and James and I here uh, on the podcast, we're, we're we're twins. People want us to think that maybe James and John are twins. They're not. They're not even related. No. Uh, but James and I are are twins, uh, and and we're fortunate enough to, to move into a neighborhood that have these other guys that want to hang out and, of course, drink beer. Right. Let's be honest. But have a love for barbecue. But I'm not going to lie to you. If we were in a competition. I just want to beat every one of these guys. It doesn't matter if I'm fifth to last or fourth to last, as long as they are third and whatever else. So not first. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah not either. first. Yeah. <laughs> the better the friend, the more you want to beat them. That's right, right. right. That's, That's right. True. Let a stranger beat you all day. What about what about the father-in-law, Joe? Because I have to deal with that sometimes too. Oh my gosh, I've I've never had to deal with that. My father-in-law was not a great barbecue. Thank goodness. So I yeah. never had to live through that. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Alden's father-in-law so my, is is a competition. He's, on, he's uh, on a different barbecue team, cook team, and yeah, and he is he's he's his own team. He's he's a uh, avid uh, barbecue smoker. Um, he's so a great cook. He, he is. He's he a is great, great cook. cook. He is. He's a great cook. But you know, it's different now than what it was even Alan. twenty years ago. Like twenty years ago, the, the the uh, and, and and you can go back further, uh, Joe. But uh, the, the cooking—it's now like a business. Now, now it's like it's it's so regimented. It used to be about a party, and you got together with your friends, and you you cook some meat, and and you were trying to win. We're like you weren't trying to win or anything else. But at the same time, but now it is. There's more at stake. It's it's very much like a business now. So it's it's, it's a whole lot different. It is different. And I, I, you know, I miss the good old days. I really do. There's no doubt about that. But it, it, like everything, as it evolves, I always said that barbecue competition someday would be bigger than bass fishing. I think we might have hit that point by now. I don't know. I like bass fishing, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're right. Because I mean, just yeah. just just Netflix alone and. and the 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 series the tv series that they're coming out with the 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 competition series and, and the uh, barbecue channels everywhere i mean I, I think you're right i think it's overtaken i mean that the barbecue as a sport has really just like taken hold sure. of of america especially yeah. i mean think about it, texas uh, joe i mean i think you know and they're offering these in high school now so now you can also go take this as an elective as a barbecue class right. they do they do i mean that's awesome right yeah build smokers i love it yeah i love it yeah no doubt about that no doubt about that well that's that's kind of a dream come true for me and i, I love that aspect of it no yep. doubt about that and it's something that we've all you know as when you when you love barbecue 
it's, it's a passion in your life. It brings you joy. It brings people together. And it's something that families can do together. Friends can do together. It's, there's not another sport like that. You know, there's just, it's, that's the reason it's there. And it's purely American as well. This is, this is an American sport. And it's, you know, yeah, I've been to Europe at events and other countries for events, but it's nothing like traveling America and doing competitions. Yeah, no, I, as Jan says, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, hey, Joe, hey, we, we definitely appreciate you coming on here and sharing uh, the stories, the knowledge, the tips, and uh, and talking a little bit about uh, Oklahoma Joe's and, and the barbecue restaurant and, and the competition barbecue. We, we definitely appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to do this. We really did enjoy it, and thank you. Pre- yeah, we need yes. to do this I, again. Dude. I could not even, like, I... I agree 100%. Like, I feel like it's been 10 minutes. It. Yeah. I feel like we did those 10 minutes only. I'm looking around like, yeah. oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I could not... Like, I was so excited to, 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 to talk to you and just... Uh, hear what what you had to say. Uh, yeah, no doubt. So I mean, we've been we've been giddy all week. I mean, yeah, for real. So that's what we would do one one podcast a week, and we've been waiting on you, Joe. So we definitely appreciate, appreciate it, man. Thank you. Well, it's been a pleasure to visit with you guys t- tonight, and if I can ever do anything for you, just let me know. We'll do, bud. Uh, yeah, Joe. Uh, so if the people wanted to get a hold of you or wanted to get a little more information about the the smokers of the restaurant or maybe just uh pick your brain as far as like uh cooking a brisket or whatever uh where can they reach out and get a hold of you at the best way to get me is at my email address and it's pretty simple it's joe at okjoes.com boom i love it got it thank you joe all right we appreciate it joe you bet all right you take care bud do some cooking this weekend, okay? We'll yes, do. We will. Hey, we we're going to post a lot of videos, so check it out. <laughs> Absolutely, I will. <laughs> yes, sir. Thanks. Appreciate Thank you. it. Thank you. Later. Hey, man. That was great. That's so weird. Yeah. We've been great. It was really great. If you you quit hitting the microphone crap, I would actually love to hear that. That was our friend. That that was not me. That was you. No, that was not me. Uh, Listen, Joe Davidson. That was awesome. I feel like he had like a bajillion more stories he could have told us. No, no, I know. Here's the deal. I tried to coax him out a lot of them. I got him. No. You You did good. Hey, he does. But here's the great thing. Hopefully, we have the opportunity to have him back on like six months from now, a year from now, see what's changed and what's going on. Like, it was such a pleasure to be able to speak with him uh, and really get some insight of how how that worked and and really what he went through in, in the early days for him. And, dude, it's like... It's time. It's all repeating right now. There's there's new builders out there. There's new people out there trying to get their their market and, and their things off the ground. Mm-hmm. This guy was such a class act. I am so yeah. like ecstatic just to be able to oh, have yeah. this night. I mean, so. the history, the knowledge, the the yeah. stories that he yeah. has. Oh yeah, I mean, from I the feel 80s. Like he's, from I feel the like 80s. he's got a lot yeah. more stories. Yeah. That he probably's like, ah, I don't want to really share. We're gonna hold right. back a little right. bit. No, no, yeah. we'll get him yeah. on again. We'll listen him up a little more each time. Yeah. We'll get the stories. Up. But yeah, this guy's yeah. putting like affordable, super quality smokers available for everyone. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Hey, heck, Matt's got one. He yeah. does. I, yeah. I've had one. I might, that, I'm going to buy one. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> Matt, I'll just bought one. Yeah. 
So Joe Joe gave his uh, um, info to his, his email for for you guys if you want to drop him a line and any questions regarding the smokers or just cooking or the the barbecue. Alden, maybe you can uh, give hey, the people the business? business, guys. You water, you get in the water. I don't know. Uh, but for real, guys, you know the drill, man. I don't have to tell you guys. It's on Twitter. It's on the Facebook. It's on the Instagram. It is the uh, grabbing the brisket at what? Grabbingthebrisket.com. Perfect. Dot com. Gotcha. <laughs> yes. 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 Grabbingthebrisket.com. Go check it out. Uh, it's got everything there that you, that you want to see. Got swag. Uh, it's swag stuff. Got you want to see that. We have all of our podcasts, the recipes we put out. And hopefully, here's the deal. I want to email. Uh, that, I our, need a our, shirt. Nobody's bought me a shirt yet. Okay. Well, I will buy you a shirt, Alvin. Okay, uh, I would like to. I'm going to email uh, Joe. And I'm not asking for the rub or anything else. But that method that he put out, I'm going to recreate this method that he did for the hot and fast. We need to do that. Broiling. Let's do a video of it. Listen, I, I want to do this. So I want to make sure we, we, we do it correctly. So if we could just say, hey, FYI, this is what we're going to do this weekend. We'll video it. Uh, boom. Okay, here's a question. Are we going to yeah. do it on the Oklahoma Joe that Matt has? We have to do it on Oklahoma Joe. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, we say we, we should, but he said that he did them on uh, the old school Oklahoma Joe, the pit, which I'm or the, the trailer, which I'm assuming is closer to what you guys have on your trailer. Okay. But uh, okay. I don't know. I mean, we can do it either way. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll figure that part out. Okay. But just, just the method behind the madness, I want to recreate this and, and go for it because that sounds fire to me. Yeah. It sounds it, good. It does. And, I mean, that dude was solid, so... Anyway, so www.grabthebrisket.com, guys. I love that. <laughs> Nailed it. I love it. Perfect. <laughs> so, appreciate it, guys. Enjoyed talking barbecue with you. Word. Thanks Peace. a lot. Appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. We've been great. Dang it, Bobby. Just grab the brisket. Right, we would like to give a special thanks to Fogo Premium Hardwood Lump Charcoal, Bonner's Fiesta Spices, Cooley Nation Custom Koozies, Cambro Manufacturing, Yeti Cooler, the Smoke Sheep Barbecue Newsletter, and Texas Brew Hopper. We appreciate their support. Y'all guys go check them out.